call to action. Education leaders collaborate on ways to better teach military dependents. Quest for excellence. See how the Afghan Air Force is training to lead. Huge honor. The nation's oldest female veteran is recognized for her service. Welcome to DOD News Now. I'm Sergeant Adam Ross. The commander of U.S. Pacific Command just wrapped up a news briefing at the Pentagon where he addressed several pressing issues as the Defense Department pushes toward the Pacific. Admiral Sam Locklear called recent provocative behavior by North Korea a threat to global security. The proliferation of activities of North Korea, uh, their uh, desire for uh, nuclear missiles and nuclear capabilities, as we've said over and over again, uh, are highly threatening to this uh, global security environment. Uh, and that denuclearization of, of North Korea is uh, an essential part of the way ahead. For more on this news briefing and the way ahead in the Pacific, head to defense.gov. Today kicks off the Military Child Education Coalition's 16th National Training Seminar, where military leaders and education experts are collaborating on ways to best support military dependents. Petty Officer Lori Bent joins us from the event in Washington, D.C., with more on this morning's session. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs General Martin Dempsey and his wife Dini held a panel discussion this morning with students from around the country. The students were able to ask the Dempseys about their military experience and this is what they had to say. If you do choose to join the military, we can promise you is that you will, um, you will have a sense of purpose that you might not otherwise find for a while. Everybody eventually finds their purpose. We have it from the moment you enter, you know. Um, I think there's a, um, there's a sense of belonging that comes with that. You're part of a team. You realize right from the start, you know, back to my analogy that you may have heard about the triple play in baseball that only happens about once every 50 years. And um, so you can't do it by yourself. And you come to that conclusion pretty quickly. And it's, it's kind of... It's kind of exhilarating, actually, to come to that realization. Don't ever leave. This is the fourth year that the Dempseys have been featured speakers at the Military Child Education Coalition. Reporting from Washington, D.C., I'm Petty Officer Lori Bent, DOD News. The terror group ISIL's recent surge through the northern part of Iraq illustrates the need for excellence in training Afghan forces, enabling them to hold their own ground once the U.S. leaves that country. One of the critical pieces of that plan is creating a sustainable Afghan Air Force. We had the chance to talk with the U.S. Air Force General who is commanding that effort. Lance Corporal Jonathan Herrera reports. The Air Force is a deposit towards the kind of society they could be. Okay. Isn't that noble? I think it's noble. General John Michel has been building the Afghan Air Force for about a year. It's a force that has roots reaching back to the 1920s, peaking with Soviet supervision in the 1980s. The Soviet influence is one where they provided a lot of assets, but they never wanted a self-sustaining Afghan Air Force. They always did the maintenance behind the scenes. They always controlled those, so they kind of created a dependency mindset. Breaking that mindset is key to creating a fully independent Afghan force. NATO has 30 more months. They started almost five years ago, building the force literally from the ground up. Banana. Banana. Beef. Beef. Half of our Air Force has an English language requirement. But right now in Afghanistan, only less than 5% of the population speaks English. So what happens is we sort out those that have basic qualifications to come in the Air Force. We then bring them in and we, just like we do in our process, we have a basic training type uh, process. But we also then take them and put them into English language. 
So we have seven English language labs that we run across that country. Despite the odds, there are currently 240 pilots and more than 500 maintainers on the job. They are working on a variety of aircraft. The most difficult, the C-130. Two of those recently arrived in country. To us, a 130 is not complex. To a system that's never had anything like that, it's very complex. Crushing the cultural divide was their first female pilot and 50 more who are in the program. It's an atmosphere where progress is rewarded, but tolerance is required. Honor actually means something. So you have to be able to suspend judgment, move in their space. I mean, there's a lot of traditions there, you know, guys hold hands. You get past that stuff or you're not going to be effective. Their theme, shoulder to shoulder, is morphing to over the shoulder. With the Afghans beginning to take the lead in Jalalabad, operating organically in Herat. Independent air capability isn't only a wartime necessity. Last year's floods hit just a few days after General Michel arrived. He and his team were able to use air assets to save hundreds of lives. The country's mountainous geography makes flight critical for medical and other humanitarian needs. At a time when many U.S. assets are heading out of Afghanistan, Michelle's team is still building, but he believes it's an effort that could bring about permanent change. You're talking our ability to create and do our part to help create a self-sustaining air force doesn't have to be big. It's transformative in its potential to them. It could be the things that makes the difference. For DOD News, I'm Lance Corporal Jonathan Herrera. After an honor flight to the nation's capital, the nation's oldest female veteran returned home to a celebration at the San Antonio airport. Staff Sergeant Lucy Coffey enlisted in the Army in 1943 and served with the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps during World War II. The 108-year-old earned two Bronze Stars and several other medals. Coffey later worked in Japan, then at Kelly Air Force Base, San Antonio, until her retirement in 1971. This week, she visited several memorials in Washington and met Commander-in-Chief Barack Obama with Alamo Honor Flight. See their respective memorials. We take them to World War II. We go to Arlington for a changing of the, uh, the guard. We take them to Iwo Jima, go to the Air Force Memorial, Navy Yard. We take them any place we can get them in the, sh in the short period of time that we have them. Coffee never married and has no children. Coming up later today at 1630 Eastern, watch as Army Vice Chief of Staff General John Campbell speaks with civilian panel members at the Military Child Education Coalition 2014 National Training Seminar. Then watch Real Warriors at 1730 Eastern. Be sure to check out the DoD Facebook page to see how a veteran of three wars was honored after 60 years of service. Watch for us also on Twitter. I'm Sergeant Adam Ross. Keep it right here for the latest in DOD news.